Welcome everyone to the Apocalyptic Podcast. We're back. It's Steve. It's Larry. It's the Apocalyptic Podcast. Uh, yeah, it's not just it's not just Larry. It's it's uh, Reverend Doctor Lawrence Van Beek with many many letters after that. Yes, other other meaningless letters after that as well. Uh, but oh. you're, still, you're still number one in my books, my friend. Yeah, um, thank you. You're welcome. Lynn will be happy to hear that. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, a, shout out, a shout out to our listeners. Um, hey, we're back from our uh, hiatus, our, our Christmas vacation. And uh, it's good to be back with you folks. Tonight, Larry, we're going to talk about Revelation 8. What, what should we note about Revelation 8? Okay, Stevie. So this is actually the last of the seals. And which doesn't exist. Remember the last seal, the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, the seventh bowl really aren't there. Um, they kind of take you to the end of time. And we had mentioned that once before, that there's two ways to look at the, the seals and the trumpets and the bowls. One is in a linear fashion. So if you're a dispensational um, uh, premillennialist, then you will, you will look at these in a linear fashion. You'll say there's going to be seven seals. After that, there's an increase in, in, the, um, in the judgment of God, the seven trumpets, which we're working on today. And after that, there's another increase in intensity, and that's the seven bowls. And then we're taken to the end of time. The other way of looking at it is that the seals take you to the end of time, the trumpets take you to the end of time, and the bowls take you to the end of time. So we're going to start this one with the with the last of the seals. So if we read the first five verses, and then we can we can talk about that, and we get on to the beginning of the trumpets right away. Oh, there you go. Okay, folks, verse 1, chapter 8. Wow, the mouth is really having trouble doing things today. Um, but it's been really angry at times, so maybe that makes sense. It's been, had a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 1, when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half hour. And then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and the seven trumpets were given to them. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden, with a golden censer. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So this starts off, as we said, with the, with the last of the seal. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for half an hour. And you remember the seals, they're the four horsemen. Right. right? And then there's the, um, then there's the, the um, souls under the altar. Okay. And the souls under the altar, they're, they're praying to God, and they're given, they're given bowls um, and incense. Right? They're given incense. And now, the seventh seal, they're silenced for half an hour. And some say this points to the end of time, which I'm very, very comfortable with. But others say this is a pause. This is a dramatic pause in the, in the uh, writing of this book to prepare you for the coming of the seven trumpets. Okay. Okay. So that's what it is. So that's your silence for a half an hour. So there's a hush. A hush comes over um, all of them. And then the seven angels uh, before God and the trumpets are given to them. So, so angels are all the way through this book, right? They're, and um, thrones are all the way through this book, but there's angels everywhere. And they're, they're always serving God and, and, and fulfilling his will. And that's what these seven angels are doing. 
And they're given trumpets. They're getting ready to blow the trumpets. But another angel comes down, and he is he's got a golden censer so that's um that's a a golden uh, vessel um kind of like handle like a a spoon type thing almost i think it's like a spoon and and it's got the incense in it and then you burn the incense in it right okay i sometimes think of incense as sticks but i think this is more like a like a powder incense okay i almost said like tobacco in uh but that that's more of a northern thing than a than a jewish thing And it was, so he's given, um, he's given incense to offer with the prayers of the saints. So, so these are, you know, they're praying, God, how long before you avenge us? Remember in chapter, in chapter six, and he says, just a little while until the number who are, who must be martyred if you have been martyred is fulfilled. Well, obviously that's fulfilled now. And, and he's, and he's going to, in a sense, and he's going to um, put this, this smoke in these prayers and he's going to answer the prayers of the saints and he's going to answer the prayers through the seven trumpets and there's smoke of the incense comes up before God. um, And then from the hand of the angel, he takes the censer filled with fire from the altar and hurls it to the earth. And at that point, there's peals of thunder rumblings and flashes of lightning and an earthquake and we know whenever there's peals of thunder and rumblings and flashes of lightning and an earthquake we are talking about the i thought you were going to say it but i will say it the presence of god <laughs> i'm like should i know this? i don't know if i should know this <laughs> i think i think it just i scared you there okay, okay. um it's sort of like when the teacher asks you a question in in class right that's 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 right. But okay, so the presence of God. And the interesting thing to think of is that those are the same saints that were Oh yeah, you said that already. <clears throat> because yeah, I like I like I, I you said it earlier in six is like, I'm sorry, but not enough of you have died essentially. Really, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and now he says here. It, it it's brutal. It's it's a brutal message, but it's also a message that says this is not what it's all about. I think um my daughter wrote a piece the other day saying, you know, with the world being a little crazy these days. And she said, but I'm at peace yeah. because of Jesus. And I think, yes. I think that's what they want to say in this book. Um, our peace doesn't come through our retirement plans. It doesn't come through our financial holdings. Yeah. It doesn't come through our houses. It comes through Jesus. Yeah. Um, and now, and now here, the presence of God is there, and He's about to do more upon the earth. Right. And some think that this is an intensity beyond the seals, and some say this is just a reiteration of the seals in a different way. Yeah. And okay. so now we're on the seven trumpets. Nice. Nice. Okay. Maybe, maybe we should also add. I'm sorry, Stevie. No, no. Maybe no, we no. should also add just how critical it is that there's thunder and rumblings and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. There's the presence of God and how important it is that the presence of God is here while these judgments are happening. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very, I think that's a very good point. That's very, very. Oh, and also if you're a premillennialist and a a pre-trib premillennialist, then um, you think the Christians aren't here anyway. So as my mother-in-law would say, I don't even know why I care about this because Christians aren't there. Yeah, but but I, I see Christians all the way through this book. Right. But if you believe in a in a pre-trib rapture and you think the Christians are gone, then what you have now on the earth are tribulation saints, and that's always important to remember. So there's all God's people are always here. Yeah. I think they're yeah. Christians, 
if you think that they went up in a rapture, then you're talking about, remember the 144,000 Jewish evangelists? If you believe in that, right. then they're winning people to the Lord, um, not through the Holy Spirit, but through the ability of their own minds to accept this. Yeah. And I don't see that. I see this just being a continuation and Christians are still here. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the other way of looking at it is they've gone, you know, the, uh, the, the five intelligent brides or our, um, virgins have gone up with their lamps and now we're waiting on the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Eh? The way it kind of goes back and forth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it, it almost makes more sense if it's concurrent rather than if it's linear. It does to me. It yeah. does to me. It, it won't. It won't to um, to the dispensationalists out there. Yeah. It's for them. It's this is linear. Yeah. And in some ways, it doesn't matter. Um, in some ways, whatever. I'm yakking a lot, aren't I, Stevie? No, you're doing absolutely fine. Carry on. Oh, okay. In some ways, it doesn't matter. In that, for us, the most important thing in all of this is that you come to Jesus and that you serve him and that you be God's pe person or uh, people of God. And for us, that's the most important thing. And for everybody that does this, no matter how they see it, that's usually something that they'll pick up on. But the most important thing that's going on is that we serve Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and like you've said many times, this is God in control. So. God is in control. Live or die, it doesn't matter if God is in control. Yeah, yeah, so true. Okay, so picking it up at verse 6 now, folks, and we'll read right all the way to the end of 13. We're going to go right through? Yeah, we, if you want. We, we, could. we could, or we could just do. You want to do each... one trumpet at a time? Let's, let's do a trumpet. Yeah. Do, do, do. I don't know why I did that, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know why, but it made me think of the parquet guy. But anyway, or no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The monarch margarine guy. Monarch yeah. margarine. That's what I couldn't think of the margarine. Yeah. Oh gosh, here we go. Uh, so now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. And I want to mention something here is that I don't really know what's happening in, in the actual events that are going on here. Um, but I do know, I do know the judgment aspect of it, and the limitation of the judgment. I know. So this this hail um, hail and fire mixed with blood. We could take that from um, from the Exodus, right? Okay. Remember Moses. There was hail. There was blood. There was hail, um, and and this stuff came upon Egypt, and it's it's a it's a it's an allusion back to the Exodus it's imagery. Funny I believe. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because that was the first thing that came to mind as we started to read through this. I thought, is this, is it almost a, not like it's a direct relationship, but is it a relationship back to the Exodus because there's seven of these supposed events and God systematically went through Egypt's gods. This is you know, God going back through the earth's dependencies or, you know, the things it kind of treasured. Right. Now, what what exactly is happening on the earth? God's judgment is happening on the earth. I'm not sure beyond that. If you were a follower of um, of the guys from the 70s, uh, Hal Lindsey and them, mm -hmm. they're looking at uh, nuclear nuclear uh, warfare. 
is what they're looking at. Later on, they're going to see helicopters. They're going to see other things here. And that's the type of thing they see. For me, I see God's judgment, and I see a limitation to the judgment in that a third of the earth is burned up, Mm. and a third of the trees are burned up, and all the grass is burned up. I don't know why the grass, um, maybe this was a hippie thing. (laughs) (laughs) Once you start it, you can't put it out, right? Like, you know, no, no, any, right. any yeah, you, boy will know that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have to, we have to burn that. Well, do you, do you mind if I just do it a little at a time? Um, but if you'll, the, one of the intriguing things here is all the green gas gets burned up here. And in a couple of chapters from now, he says, do not harm the grass. But all the grass is burned up here. Later on, he says, don't harm the grass. So sometimes we used to, we would mock um, the dispensationalists, but of course, the simple answer is, well, grass grows back really fast. Yes. And so then that's what they would say, the grass grew back, and now we're not to touch it. But but the but the more important thing is that the judgment here is a limited judgment. It's a third. It's limited to a third. Okay. And that's the first that's the first trumpet. Okay. So verse eight, the second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. And again, again, I'm not sure what's going on about this great mountain. People do talk about meteors um, uh, coming down and hitting the earth. Um, Asteroids coming down and hitting the earth. What's the difference between a meteor and an asteroid? I once knew. Is it the size or is it one is ice and one is rock? I think it's the size because a meteor is still, you know, rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them are like like all well, comets are sometimes Halley's. They say they talk about it being ice, but anyway, it's coming down. It's hitting the ocean. It's destroying a great deal of the ocean. Um, and again, um, it the the limitation that God puts on it is that even with the creatures of the sea dying and the ships being destroyed, it's only a third. Later on, it's going to be it uh, in the bowls. It's going to be stronger than this. But that, that was the, the limitation here. Okay. I have another little piece that I throw in, but it comes with the actually with the next verse okay. Um, okay. that we do. Cool. Um, well, let's do the next verses then, I say. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became wormwood, and many people died from the water because it made it been made bitter. So this trumpet, of course, um, is when they talk about a star falling from heaven. Again, people talk about meteors, asteroids, things like that. The other people will talk about this um, being an angel. Yes. Some yes. people will look at this a star falling from heaven, Satan's fall, things like that, and and. And some of the spiritualists or the idealists will look at it in in that way. Um, The thing about this one is, remember, the one was on the land. The next one was on the ocean. This one is on the rivers. And its name is Wormwood. Wormwood Wormwood was was just a bitter bitter herb. It actually didn't kill you. But in this, um, the waters become bitter and people die from them. Hmm. And a third of the earth dies from them, and um, so so now now our fresh water is being destroyed, and that's an easy one for us even in this day and age to uh, to connect to, because if you looked around the the world today, you would say very much of our fresh water is 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 destroyed. Matter of fact, I think for for people just drinking it, 
out of the out of the rivers and streams. Yeah. I know when I first moved to BC, people just drank it right out of the stream in some of the places. And I'm being from Ontario, um, was, <laughs> said, was quite, mm, quite horrified. No, nope, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. <laughs> no, no, that anybody would do that. Now there's some there's some still some very clean fresh water in BC. Um, not so much in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Looking at you, yeah. Sarnia. Looking at you. <laughs> yeah, 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 thinking about you. Thinking about you. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of a few rivers when I was growing up. Uh, they've actually cleaned up Lake Erie so that uh, it's it's become a very clean lake again. It was so – we should have bought cottages when we had the chance. They were going pretty cheap for a long time. But um, the other idea of a third of the waters becoming polluted then, if, if you look at the reason for deaths around the world, like war war is a big one, famine is a big one. But, but another big one is just the amount of dysentery there is um, from polluted water, yeah. from people around the world that can't get access to purified water or, you know, uh, filtered water, and they end up drinking um, pretty bad water and, and children children and, and adults alike are, have died from that all over the world. And so, so sometimes we say, you know, if you're talking about wormwood, it's here. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it wasn't for the purification systems that we are, that we have and we're allowed in the, in the first world, um, we'd, we'd all be in a whole lot sicker than we are. Yeah. Or even some, yeah. of, some of the first nation reserves, right? Or, you know, so many in Canada. Yes. Yes. Uh, treated very poorly. And, and, it's something that's hard for the rest of us to understand because we'd say, you know, why can't Canada, why can't our government just supply proper water for these yeah. places? And, and, you know, there's been lip service made to that. I think for the, for my whole adult life, I've heard of. <laughs> I will, mine too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's bizarre really. It is, it is kind of bizarre that, that that's the case. Um, and BC, some of the islands just off the coast of BC have the same issue as Northern Ontario and and yep. and uh, some of the places in the Northwest Territories and stuff. The fourth angel blew his trumpet. Oh, it's your turn to read. Yes, the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars. So a third of their light may be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. And this one is is tough to do. You 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 almost can't do this one. I think um, literally and physically, you you almost have to do this one spiritually, because you can't have a third of the moon gone, and you can't have a third of the stars gone, mm. and and a third of their light gone. I don't think without the earth actually dying. Mm. It's like um, in in the uh, in the seals. Mm-hmm. When they talk about you know the sun turning the moon turning to blood and the sun darkening and things, these things these things can't completely happen. They can happen for a short period of time, right. but they can't completely happen without destroying everything on the earth. So again, there's um, there's a judgment of God here, um, and and the point of this is there's a limitation to the judgment to a third, mm. right? So it's it's not a it's not a complete judgment upon the earth. It's a, it's a limited, some would say, for the grace of God, um, yep. he is holding his hand back. Yeah, he's still calling out to his people, or calling out to the people he, would, he wants to go. Well, and, you're, and you'll find that, actually, in the next few chapters. There's all of these judgments, and then there's these little, little phrases where he'll say, and yet they still did not repent. Yeah. 
and he pours out all these judgments and there'll be a phrase and yet they still did not repent of their of their idolatry or their fornication or their evil ways um and um and we don't even like to read what they don't repent of because so many of us um uh, are involved in so many of these things uh and so it's it's almost it's kind of freaky yeah. yeah, but um, but that but so so you're absolutely right, Steve. There's a there's a salvific aspect to this whole thing. There's there's salvation is at the in the background of all of this judgment. There's a mm-hmm. there's a salvation theme, which is why the um, the idealists do have a very strong point mm-hmm. when they say this is a spiritual journey and it's all about. Some say it's all about salvation. Some say it's just a battle between good and evil. And that's kind of the way they, they deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And we are on the very last one. But, we, but we're only on the fourth seal and there are seven. Or on this fourth trumpet. Yeah. But there are seven. Six, actually. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So picking up at verse 13 then. Then I looked and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead. Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth. And at the blast of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. Nice reading. I like the way you did the woes. You you really you really pull off the woes. Oh, I'm 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 uh, I'm well known for my woes. <laughs> oh yes. So an eagle is crying, and and this is preparing us for the next three trumpets. There's a there's a there is a an in the trumpets escalation of what's happening, and that's going to happen in chapter nine. And so, so we've had these issues on the earth, and now we have some stuff that goes strictly against mankind. Um, he's going to mention the grasses there. There can be locusts, you know, coming up in the next one. And there's a there's an eagle, and the eagle is carrying the word. Um, some say it's a vulture. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in Greek it can be eagle or vulture. Okay. Um, I want to be a little cautious of that because I haven't checked into it for a little bit, but. But anyway, he's he's crying out. Um, there are there are there are some really really serious things about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In reinforcing your point, right? This is the eagle saying, <laughs> "These were the warning shots that came across everyone, and you still did not repent." Woe to the yeah. earth now, because now God is literally going to strike the people that He created. That's right. The first shots were across the bow. <laughs> no, no. The set, the next set of shots are you know straight into the uh, the ship itself, yeah. and uh, and don't forget this is uh, these are some harsh times and there's actually a couple of places where John says trust and 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 true are um, true are you God and and just are your are you God and and almost he's saying in the midst of all of this stuff I better remind people that God is true and just. Yeah, mm-hmm. because everybody's going to say, "Where did God go when these things happened?" Yeah, and John's saying, "Well, he actually brought them, guys." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Pretty scary stuff, and and not for the not for the not for the weak. No, uh, of mind. Yeah, yeah. No, good point, Larry. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. It's good to be back with you, Larry, and I'll be back in a week's time, Lord willing. Um, you know, it depends. Maybe if you're, um, uh, if you think that these are uh, apocalyptic times, who knows? We might not be here next week, but I, we're, we're thinking we're going to be here unless one of us keels over. And, yeah, and and the cryptos have to go, so we have to. We're waiting on. It. <laughs>
but uh, that ethereum hits oh, we're out yeah. Boom. Yeah, we're gone. We're gone in a big way my point two bitcoin is <laughs> thanks so much for being with me folks we'll talk to you next time on the apocalypse podcast